to the Successful Working Parents Podcast, the podcast where we talk to successful working parents. My guest today, she is the founder, Chief Candor, Courage and Care Officer of Assemble HR Consulting. She's an advisor and founding member of Troop HR. She's a facilitator and speaker. I've seen her speak. And mother of two, ladies and gentlemen, Jill Katz. Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Anthony. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I appreciate your time. I'm excited to... Uh, to dive in. So usually we start off with just a really quick background on your career so far. All right. Well, I'll try to capture 20 something years, although I don't like to admit my age. So I tell people I'm a good 27 and I, and I stuck at that age. Um, I started my career in human resources and I've been in this field ever since I I've worked in almost every discipline, every industry, but always in HR. So started in banking. Then I went into the internet, literally when the internet was being born. Um, so that ages me a little bit, shows that I have some dinosaur in me. Um, and then I fell into fashion retail and worked in fashion retail for about 14 years. And then ultimately started Assemble. And tell us a little bit about your role as mother. Well, that is far and away my most important and treasured role. So I started my role as mother uh, almost 17 years ago. I can't believe that. I have a daughter, Lexi. Uh, she will be 17 in July. And I have a son, Benny, who is 13. He will be 14 in July. So... How do you feel like your time in HR informed the way you parented? Well, it's interesting. I, I think that the career path I've chosen has so much to do with the kind of parent I am. I, I ended up in the human resources field, but the area of human resources that I have spent most of my time in and where I've become most of an expert is leadership development. And leadership development is about helping people be their very best selves so that they can empower and impact others. And if nothing else, isn't that what parenting is, which is helping your kids be their best so that you can empower them and impact them to be the very best people that they can be as they grow up. Do you feel like after becoming a parent, it's changed the way that you approached your career or approached leadership development? Oh, I think everything, everything about being a parent has informed who I am. I think being a parent comes first. So I've learned every single day how to be a, a hopefully a better person, a smarter person, a more vulnerable person, a more honest person, how to admit my mistakes, which I make a ton of mistakes and, uh, all of, all of that is about being a parent, how to put other people before you. And a lot of that is about leadership. And so I use lessons from my kitchen table with the leaders that I coach and the teams that I work with every single day. Tell us a little bit more about Assemble HR. So Assemble is a leadership development and talent strategy firm that focuses on culture, communication, conflict, and change. 
And we have four main service offerings. We do leadership offsites, learning programs, talent and strategy, which includes coaching, and we do fractional HR work. So people operations, and we do retained services to help organizations that need HR support. So you founded Assemble HR, I guess, what, maybe five years ago now? Almost exactly five years. We had our five-year Assemble-versary in February. Oh, congratulations on the Assemble-versary. Thank you. Thank so you. you're welcome. So you're already a parent. You already have a career at that point, right? Tell us a little bit about what it was like to, to make the jump from employee to entrepreneur, essentially. It was terrifying. Um, <laughs> I was living a really difficult life. So I was a corporate executive. I was one of the heads of HR at Macy's, a massive, massive national retailer. I was living in New Jersey, taking the train into New York City every single morning. I was on a 731 train putting on fancy clothes to work in fashion retail every single day. I worked long hours. I got on a train every single night, usually at about 6.45 or 7.20, got home somewhere between 7.30 and 8 o'clock at night. Oftentimes, I missed dinner with my kids, or when I came home, they were already doing their homework. I was really, really unhappy, unhealthy, overweight, overworked, overtired. And I got to a point where I thought to myself, well, I'll have a lot of money, but nothing else. I don't get time with my kids. I don't get time in my home. I'm missing this entire time. And so quite frankly, when I decided to start Assemble, it was a huge risk and a huge jump. I really just quit my job. I, I'm one of those people that just said, I can't live this way anymore. And I did not have a very clear plan. I did not have a very clear path. I just had a really clear passion. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew that I believed there was a different way for people to work and a better way for people to work. And so I just left and... In a period of two years, I started a business. I lost 77 pounds. Wow. I, I just completely changed my life. That's incredible. How do, you, how do you find that, that courage? I, I think a lot of people can relate to the long hours. You know, I, I live in the city too, and just the, you know, the, the hustle and bustle of it all and the feeling of there's got to be another way to do this. How do you finally, is it something that, that is a breaking point or how do you finally make that jump? You know, it's a lot, a lot of people have asked me, you know, what, what sort of set you off? And, and the answer is it, it was probably a series of, of a lot of different things. Um, I had gotten to a point in my career where unfortunately most of the work I was doing had to do with, with reductions in force or that's a fancy word for layoffs. And so at a really senior level in human resources in fashion retail at the time, 2017, 2018, all I was doing was either planning a layoff or executing a layoff, planning a layoff or executing a layoff. And it was such a miserable thing. And I remember a specific day, a specific time, standing on the corner of 31st and 7th 
right in front of a Dunkin' Donuts with my husband. And I was, we were about to go into the office. He was going to go downtown. I was going into my office and I was dreading the day of work. Just another day of work I was dreading. And he said to me, if you don't quit your job in the next six weeks, I'm going into that building and I'm quitting it for you. And <laughs> I, I certainly was not going to let him quit my job for me, but I just knew that at that point I was just, sort of wasting away my whole life and what what for really just because I was making a good living and and that was it that's all I had to show for it I was so overworked overweight just unhappy and it was a terrible miserable life and I just had to break the pattern I assume that has a, the story has a happy ending but I have to imagine that during the the starting of Assemble HR, you're probably still pretty busy, still working a lot, right? So how was that that transition into into founding, into the entrepreneurial lifestyle? It was scary. It was crazy. It was exciting. It was lonely. It was thrilling. It was creative. It was it was so many things. It was everything that you would imagine being an entrepreneur is. Uh, Looking back, I, I loved it. It was an amazing experience for me, but it's not for the faint of heart. I'll, I'll say that much. You know, people who, who quit their job with a plan, that's probably a little easier, but I just like walked out the door. Yeah. <laughs> just, I just quit. Um, and I didn't have any investment money. I mean, I, I really took a risk. And, and believed so passionately in what I was doing. And for the first year, I barely made even a fraction of what I was making and, you know, leaned on everything that I had saved in the bank. Um, it was a really interesting year. So, I mean, that's, that's sort of what it was like. I hustled my butt off. Uh, I worked maybe twice as many hours. And I was working a lot of hours when I was in retail. But the difference when you're an entrepreneur, when you're starting your own business, is that in a lot of ways for me, I loved my work. I felt like I got to reap everything that I was sowing. And so I was working before breakfast, after dinner, on the weekends, but every call that I made was exciting and it was driving me towards something. Every email I wrote, when I got an email back, it was exciting. And so you get excited and invested in that hustle. You're working in New York City. You mentioned you don't really have time for family. You're not seeing your kids. You start a company. You're probably, again, working even more. So what are some of the ways that you have figured out to to balance the, the career with the family life, whether it's time management skills or setting boundaries, what have you found to be helpful to actually be able to be a parent and to be an employee or an entrepreneur? Well, the first thing is I'm, I'm really, really fortunate because I work from the home. And I was really, really fortunate that my company was successful enough that I was able to build an office uh, connected to my house. And so I am one door away from my family now. And 
when my kids come home from school, I always take that 10 minutes right there to hug them and ask them how their day is. So I get to see my kids in the middle of the day, which is fantastic. I eat dinner with my kids as often as they'll have me. Um, when they were younger, they had me at dinner almost every night. Now that I've got two teenagers, I usually have to beg for their time between all the practices and social life that they have as, as they get older, they're, they're very, very busy people. Um, but I try to carve out time as often as I can. And, and for me, luckily, unless I'm traveling for business, or in in office of a client, I do get to physically be around. So that's one really, really big bonus. The other thing is something I have done since my kids were small is carve out time on my calendar that is non-negotiable. And that's something that I recommend to parents everywhere. For me, it was Friday afternoons. So I always, always, always stop working between two and three o'clock on a Friday and take that time to be with my family, whether it's running errands or doing something special with my kids or taking them out to a late lunch or walking in the park or doing something. But I always finish my day early. And when my kids were very small, I took them out to breakfast every single Friday morning for about 10 years before school. Unfortunately, now their school schedule starts really early in the morning, so it doesn't work. But when they started school at 9 a.m., every Friday morning, we went out to breakfast. Wow. I love that. I heard they're actually trying to change the, the time that school starts in New Jersey. Oh, you really? That? Yeah. Because it's just it's just too too early. It, it is. I mean, it's really early. My son leaves for his school at seven twenty-seven. He gets on his bus. My daughter, who is in high school, she leaves a little later. Her school starts at eight a.m. But still, I mean, everyone's out of the house here before eight, which is pretty darn early. Their elementary school started at about nine twenty, so that gave us a little time in the morning. Do you think about the way your kids see your career and the way you approach your career? I mean, was that even one of the impetuses to to quit your job because you don't want to set that kind of example for your kids? I'm curious how much influence you you think about there. It was monumental for me. That was a a really really big deal for me. I felt like I was a terrible role model for my kids when I was in corporate. Here was this person that was stressed all the time, unhappy, unhealthy, barely home. And when I was home, I wasn't very happy or I was running to catch up on emails or on my phone. Um, I, I was not the person that I wanted my kids to be. When I left corporate and I started Assemble, my kids had a mom that was present. I was almost always home or home very often, so available to them, even if it was just by proximity. And they saw me creating something of my own. And I can tell you now, one of the things that makes me emotional and proud is hearing my kids talk about me. And 
my kids are proud of me. My kids talk about my company. My kids say that, you know, mom has her own company. Mom is her own boss. Mom owns a company. And it is, it's so amazing. I, I don't even think of myself that way. I just think that I, you know, hustle and, and try to try to make a living. But listening to the way that my kids describe what I do is so much more exciting and so much more impressive. And it means so much more to me. Love that. I wanted to talk a little bit more about candor. I thought that was really interesting that part of your title is Chief Candor Officer. It's a really big topic right now, radical candor as well. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about the importance of candor. So we have a trademarked leadership model at Assemble, which is candor, courage, and care. And it's based on how we believe feedback should be delivered. Candor is the what. It's about being direct and open and honest. Courage is the when. It's about sharing feedback as quickly and and timely as possible. And care is the why. It's about intentionality and sharing feedback with someone because you actually want someone to be at their best as often as possible. And so my title is actually the Chief Candor, Courage, and Care Officer because we live our values at Assemble. And and I actually live candor, courage, and care in my personal life also about being honest and loving and direct as quickly and, and immediately with people as I possibly can all the time to help myself and other people be their best selves as continuously as possible. How can we use more candor or be more, I don't know how you would say, be more candorous? How, how can we instill the, the trait of candor in our lives more? Bravery. It's, 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 not, it's not easy to just start out of nowhere, but when we, use, when we use fast feedback, which we describe as frequent, action-oriented, specific, and timely, and when we do it as often as possible, we build the muscle. So I, I say to people that, being candid, using feedback with candor, courage, and care is kind of like exercising. The first time you get on the bike, it's not easy at all and you're kind of sore, right? And then you get on the bike the next day and you do it again and you're actually still pretty sore. And the third day you do it, you're a little less sore. You kind of understand what you're doing. And then the fourth day, it feels a little better. And after you've done it for about a week, your body knows what to do. It feels a little more natural. And by the time you get to the second week, it actually starts to feel good. And when we give feedback with candor, courage, and care, it's a lot like riding that bike. It's hard in the beginning, but ultimately it's like a muscle memory thing and it becomes far more continuous and fluid and comfortable and really good for us and other people. Speaking of working out. You would reference this earlier, but I, I imagine you have some really great self-care tips. So love to hear what's been helpful for you to take better care of yourself. So I have to admit, working out is something that I could do a lot more of, a lot more of. Um, 
What I do for exercise right now is walk. Um, I've never really been a big exerciser, which is particularly ironic because I'm married to a person who owns a gym. Um, so I could work out as much as I want. Um, I have access to all kinds of wonderful facilities and a person who is an expert in exercise, but I just don't love to exercise. So I try to walk and I don't walk as much as I should, but I do eat healthy. And that is the trick. And that is the story to how I lost 77 pounds. I essentially cut um, sugar from my diet and I eat protein and vegetables and I enjoy dairy very much, but I do not eat sugar. You know, it's, it's something that's really been interesting since COVID for me because working from home has also enabled me to eat healthier and just be more in control of what I'm eating. When you work in New York City and you live in New York City, you're eating out more often, you're ordering out for lunch more often. And it's something that it's obviously a bit of a privileged thing because everybody can't work from home, but it's something that to me has made a huge difference. It's just not eating New York City food every day. And also the food in the city, the portions, even when you order a salad, the salads are immense and you're getting the three times the amount of even chicken or cheese or salad dressing that you need to eat. And so when you eat at home, just by nature, we do a much better job, I think, of understanding the portions that we need to eat for our bodies. I mean, they'll put anything in a salad here in, in the city. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> it's a salad because there's lettuce in there, but there, there could be really anything in there. No doubt. No doubt. We're going to move into... Jill's advice corner. Are you ready? I'm going to ask you a few things about a few pieces of advice from you. So what advice would you give to somebody who is an employee and, and has that entrepreneurial spirit and is interested in making the plunge? If you have the right passion and you have the fortitude, go for it. I talk to potential entrepreneurs all the time, people that want to go out on their own, start their own thing or consult. And if you, if you have the strength and if you have the willingness to work hard, I think it is worth it to be your own boss. If you can't make decisions, if you don't have the confidence, it can be really, really hard. I have to make big decisions every day. This morning, I woke up to three emails that all required me to make pretty big decisions. And, and it's interesting when you first become your own boss, when you're an entrepreneur, there, there isn't someone above you. There isn't someone to kick something up to and say, you know, is this okay? Do you approve this? Because you are that final approval. The buck stops with you. And so for someone that is thinking about going out on their own, it's really important to have the confidence and the wherewithal to be a final decision maker and to be able to eat what you kill as they call it. What advice do you have for somebody who's a new leader? What skill or trait will be most important for them to learn or practice? No, oh, there's so there are so many. I, I people often ask that and I think that there's far more than just one trait that leaders need. But 
clear and honest communication. We believe that candor, courage, and care are really the most critical traits for leaders. And I talked a little bit earlier about what candor, courage, and care is all about. So in addition to sharing and receiving feedback and leading with candor, courage, and care, I would say that the establishment of trust, the willingness to be vulnerable, the willingness to empower others and make an impact. And I think curiosity, and then more than anything, empathy. What is the best advice you've ever received? Go to the teddy bear picnic. Gotta ask what what that means. So my daughter was about two years old and I was in a really big job in a corporate job and I worked in New York City every single day and I was supposed to make a presentation to the president and it was a really big presentation and I had been preparing for the presentation for weeks and I had the whole deck ready And then on a Thursday or a Friday, I got an email from the school that on this particular Tuesday at 11 o'clock in the morning was the teddy bear picnic. Now, first of all, why do they make the teddy bear picnic at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday? Why do they do that to working parents? But of course they do that to working parents. They always do that to working parents. And so I was tormented, absolutely tormented. Here I had this huge presentation to make to the president. And it was, it felt to me like a career defining moment. I was going to get to present to her. I had been working on this deck for a while, but this was the teddy bear picnic. And every, of course, every mom was going to be there. I was one of the few moms in my daughter's class that worked. And so I was sitting in my office and I had my my hands on my face and my head in my hands. And, and in that particular moment, one of the key leaders in my business happened to walk in my office and she caught me and said, Jill, are you okay? And I was totally embarrassed. And I said, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she said, you don't look fine. And I said, well, I've got this situation. I have the presentation to the president on Tuesday, but I just found out about this teddy bear picnic. And to be honest with you, Anthony, I was embarrassed telling her about the teddy bear picnic. She was about 20 years older than me. She had grown children and she put her books down on my desk and put her hands down on my desk. And she looked at me and she said, go to the teddy bear picnic. And I said, really? And she said, 10 years from now, you will never remember anything about this meeting. You will always remember the teddy bear picnic. And And she's right. She's right. I went to the teddy bear picnic. And when I showed up, my daughter's face lit up. She took me from person to person to person and said, this is my mommy. Uh And it meant the entire world to her. And I have no idea really what that meeting was about. I know I was presenting a deck, but I don't know what the deck was about. I barely remember a darn thing about it. But 
I really remember the teddy bear picnic. That's great. And it's that's so beautiful because she, she I don't know, she might not even remember that you did that, but it was just such an important thing to do for your family anyway and, and it's such a the right sacrifice to make. Thank you. What advice would you give to your former self other than go to the teddy bear picnic, of course? It's all going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. Uh, there's so many things that we drive ourselves crazy over. There's so many things that we fret and so many nights I stayed up worrying about things. And I believe that when you trust your gut, you know inside, we all know inside what the right answer is. And so I say it's all going to work out the way that it's meant to work out. What advice do you have for somebody who is an employee, isn't planning on doing their own thing, and is about to be a parent and wants to be able to maintain their career while being a parent? Put your kids first. The time goes so fast. And I remember everybody saying this to me. It sounds so trite and so common, but your kids are on lease to you. You get 18, 17 short years. And I can't possibly describe how quickly it goes. I, I remember holding my newborns in my arms like it was six months ago, and we are applying for college in my house now. And I, I don't know how it happened so fast, and I can't believe that I have a kid that's going to be moving out about a year from now. And so enjoy every single moment. Pick the teddy bear picnic whenever you have that opportunity, because when it's over, it's over. And then your kids get to be their own people, hopefully amazing people. And your career, if you make the right decisions, will always be there. But your kids, hopefully, if they get to live their own lives, will get to move on. Last question. I don't think you know this. I'm actually about to be a father for the first time in uh, oh, July. Wow. I do. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. So what advice do you have for me as a soon to be parent? I would give you the exact same advice. Enjoy every single minute. Dive in. Don't miss a single second. Change every diaper. Help your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, Great. You know, it's Great advice. Yeah, truly. And it's really funny. My my husband stayed up many, many nights um, with my son and, and did the feedings with him. And he actually, he watched the entire series of The Wire. He still talks about that. Um, and he loved The Wire, by the way. So if you haven't watched it, that's advice right there. But he still looks back on those times as precious moments that he got with our son when they were alone together. And so have those bonding moments with your baby and get to know your baby and create those special relationships. Because to me, the newborn baby time is one of the most precious, precious times you'll ever have. And dive in because it's over in 10 seconds. Well, Jill, this has been really so inspiring. Uh, where can people go to learn more about you or connect with you? Anything you want to share or promote? Absolutely. I'm eminently findable on LinkedIn. I'm Jill Katz, K-A-T-Z. 
Um, same thing on Instagram. I'm at HR Assemble and look forward to being in touch with anyone that wants to reach out. Awesome. Jill Katz, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Anthony.